0: Hello, all of you wonderful people out there in podcast land. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. My name is Will. My name is Lee. And apparently I ruined it, and my name is Chuck. <laughs> you did ruin it. Because, <laughs> and I can't believe I get to say this, this week we are going to be discussing the 1996 film Fargo, written and directed by the Coen brothers, starring William H. Macy, Francis McDormand, Steve Buscemi, and Peter Stromer.
1: Oh,
2: yeah, are we?
0: Oh yeah. We, oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh you betcha! Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Mike! <laughs> yeah you bet! Oh jeez! <laughs> oh jeez!
1: Oh man!
0: This isn't this isn't I, uh, oh jeez! Oh yeah! So I'm gonna change it this week, and I'm gonna start with Lee. I'm okay. gonna change. I'm gonna oh, change yeah? the question. I'm gonna change the question. I'm not gonna ask how you felt about the movie. I'm gonna uh-huh. ask what what did you think you watched. What wh- how would you categorize this movie? I think that's a more important question than how you felt about it.
3: Okay, that's two different questions. How did I you categorize this movie and what and what did I think I watched? Yeah, yes. isn't like
2: what kind of genre movie did you think you watched?
3: Okay, well, I'll I'll answer both of those questions cuz those are two those are two different questions. Eh. So what did I think I watched? I think I watched <laughs> an advertisement for what it's like being out in North Dakota. <laughs> <and living laughs> oh yeah. And living out oh, yeah. yeah, in North Dakota. And oh, just, yeah? everything's just like, oh, you know, well, people <laughs> died and hey, you want to watch uh want to watch TV and have a, a home cooked meal? Oh, okay, Yeah, yeah, let's sit around and I'll make you some, I'll fix you some eggs. All right, sounds great. <laughs> okay. What genre would I put this in? I would put this in the same thing as like a Tarantino film in a sense, where it's just like it's some stuff happened, there were a bunch of conversations. <laughs> some
0: that stuff were, uh, happened. <laughs>
3: Yeah, no, no, some heavy stuff happened. Okay, Okay. there was murder, you know, happening. There was, like, a scheme going on. People died, but while that's happening, people are still just, like, living their life. And the whole thing, you've got Frances McDormand here, and now I understand why there was a big thing about her. I I knew that she was popular because of this movie, uh, among maybe some other things, but really this was, like, the big thing. Mostly... Any of these movies that are popular that I've never seen, like Fargo, for example, the reason I know about them at all is because of my time at Blockbuster. We always had stuff going on the overhead. Women, mm-hmm. is this
2: your first time seeing Fargo?
3: Yes. That's really? that's why he's asking me. Oh, yes. Um, I I knew about it. You know, I knew who was what character. I just didn't. I didn't actually watch the movie because, uh, again, I know a lot of really useless movie knowledge. Like, I have a bunch of useless movie knowledge just because I worked at Blockbuster, looking at the cases while I put them back, watching stuff on the overhead, doing research on movie after movie, whatever. So finally seeing this, it all kind of came together. I'm like, oh, it, it's it's not far off from, from what I expected, but um, just, I think the biggest thing is Francis McDormand's character Marge, Margie, you know? Yeah. Mar- oh, hey, Margie, how's it going? Like, her... Oh, yeah, Mike. <laughs> just her her ability to just like eh, it's just another day you know hey yeah i think yeah, you you got to work on your policeman work there you know dlr that sounds like a dealer plate to me you know like <laughs> just every single thing that she did the way she handled the entire thing was just like oh you know she leaves work at work and home at home and it's just like wow i kind of want to i, I kind of want to move there cuz it seems like everything is just like easier
0: she's completely aloof She's completely yeah. aloof. She has no idea 100%. of the situation that she's finding herself well, she, in. None. She, she,
3: she does, but she's also just like, she I does? mean, when she's obviously, she's she's obviously pre- on to hey, Jerry. Hang on, I'm sorry. She's on she, to Jerry.
0: God, she's on to Jerry, but I'm talking, when I say aloof, I mean like, and no spoilers, you get to the end. There's no earthly reason why a pregnant woman would be in that situation and just be okay with it. None. That's why I say she's no, completely move. No. She does not that's understand. I'm, that's what I'm getting at. The gravity
3: that's of the That's what this. I'm getting at about her her character is this, it's just like this happens and then she's like she's back home. Uh, the the guy who plays her husband. It's really weird because just before I watched this movie, I saw um a clip from the movie The Founder with uh Nicholas sorry <laughs> Michael Keaton. Um yeah. <laughs> Michael Keaton, uh he's Goes and sees McDonald's and, like, starts blah, blah, blah with McDonald's. He, um, the guy who started McDonald's, Ma- uh, Mac McDonald or whatever, was played by, I can't even see the husband's name here. But I always think of him as Steve. He was on um, uh, the Drew Carey show as Drew's brother, who was a cross-dresser, <clears throat> lived his life as a, as a woman. I forgot what the na- what name he went by. But, I mean, the, the dude's been a t- in a ton of stuff. Oh, John Carroll Lynch. That's his name. Yes. He played Norm. Um, and he's been in so many movies, and he's always played small parts. He's never really had, like, a big, big, big role. But he's no. always, like, nailed nailed all of them. And he's always been perfect for each role that he's been put in. I'll make you some um, eggs.
0: I'll fix you some eggs. Uh, I'll perfect. fix some eggs. <laughs> oh, I'm
3: gonna fix you some eggs. Like he's just kind of going with it. And I saw him from the from behind. I'm just like, I wonder if that's I wonder if that's Steve. I wonder if that's him. And then when you see him mm. the next scene, I'm like there he is. Like you can tell, you can recognize this guy from the back of his head. Probably. That's yeah. that's how much he's been in things because he's it's just very, whatever. I know that's not a big thing to to stick with and to jump on, but it's just all the characters in here. They all played their role really well. Um, you've got the um the father-in-law who's just, like, the jerk, but he wasn't – he could have been more of a jerk. I felt like he, he – He was a jerk. Uh, he was, but I feel like um, like Jerry Jerry really played him up to be even more of a jerk. Well, he didn't like him. I know. Of course he didn't like him. Uh, I just – I expected more. To I, I him, expected a, l- a little bit to more. To him, he's a jerk. That's yeah. All, that's all he believes. Just I get To that. his wife and kid, he doesn't think he's a jerk. Yeah. I, I get it. I just M- – I mean, until he says that one thing where he's just like, oh, no, no. You know, my daughter and, and your son are, are taken care of. Like They never have to he, worry. When he said that one line, yeah, they got nothing to worry about. It's like, ah. <laughs> that was the moment where I'm just like, I see what he's talking about here. But I don't think it played up. Like, it wasn't really played out more than that. That was the part. Um, Peter Stormare, or however, you, however, however you pronounce his name, Everything I've seen him in, he's fantastic. He plays all different types of nationalities. It's—I mean, the dude's from Sweden, but he's like—he was the Russian guy. Medica components,
0: a Russia components, all <laughs> made in Taiwan. <laughs> yes,
3: like he's amazing <laughs> in that. Um, he was great as um, Lucifer and Constantine, which I—I yes, I yes. don't know if it's—I don't yeah. know if it's really true, but they did announce Constantine too. I know, actually. I saw that. There, um, there, yeah. So I don't know if that's official, official, but. I mean, the dude's been in a ton of stuff, and I don't think I've ever seen him in a role where I was like, oh, this guy sucks at this. Like, yeah. he's always nailed his roles as well. And I think that's the thing about this, this movie, is there are no actors I saw in here where I said, oh, that's not believable, or oh, that doesn't count. Like, that doesn't really work. I mean, Steve Buscemi, he's Steve Buscemi. He's a little funny looking. <laughs> you know? What does he look like? I, I don't know. Funny looking. <laughs> what do you
2: mean Funny looking.
3: Well,
0: he wasn't circumcised. He's not circumcised. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
3: okay. Okay, then. All right, then. (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) I mean, Some of the conversations in this movie are fantastic.
3: And that's what brings me back to Tarantino. I think the Tarantino movies, they, they thrive on the everyday type conversation that makes you really kind of get into it. And you're like, this is not super necessary for the story, but it it makes it, it it makes it more personal it makes it make more sense so in watching this i was like yeah i get this but then but the whole premise of the movie t- to me the whole premise of the movie didn't really go too far like it it didn't have a great story it was more about it was more about the environment. It was more about well, like the characters a, and what they're doing. a real-life story. Yes, I know. And it's based. so it's based off a real-life story, but I no, feel like it's not. all about- like, I
0: have to stop you both right there. Is no, it not? No, it's not. So it's it was not. totally baloney? It's all- It was just a lie, straight lie? Well, if you are familiar with Coen Brothers, part of their shtick is theater of the absurd. And- you get you get a little bit you get an element of that in almost every single one of their films, and part of the theater of this of, of sort of this film is just making fun of how many movies came up before this that claimed to be based off true events, but they absolutely weren't at all. So gotcha. that that okay. feeds the into the story. So yeah, exactly. Blair Witch Project. Well, Blair Witch Project came after this, but yeah, it was a couple years after I think. Yeah, but it, that's that's a perfect example of of like a movie that's like this is based on true events. Like no, no, it's not, and they were <laughs> basically ripping on it. what so, came
2: what came this came before um the Big Lebowski. Correct? Yes.
0: Um this came before Lebowski. Was, the big Lebowski. was that Lebowski 97? Lebowski came out Lebowski came out 98. Okay. Lebowski well, was guess, their next a... Lebowski was their next film.
3: Oh, so I guess we're doing Lebowski next. Yes. That's what he already yeah, mentioned that. I, I, gonna just gonna do do, I forgot which we're doing. Yes.
2: This and then his Lebowski, next turn will be and Lebowski, and then the last yes. one will be... And there's a no reason
0: why I did it them. that way. Because originally do I was no going to... Do you want to I do No was,
2: Country for Old Men, or do you want to do... Um, Lebowski's next, because Lebowski's coming next. Men are next. Goats.
0: Why, would, why would we change that? anyway? No, but listen, the, the, the <laughs> reason why I did it that way is because, and Lee already kind of illustrated it because he messed up in some of his language... Originally, I was going to choose Raising Arizona for the first Coen Brothers film, but I didn't because Mm. I did not want you to make that entire conversation about Nicolas Cage, which you kind of (laughs) almost said Nicolas Cage here already. So I'm (laughs) really glad that I did not choose Raising Arizona. But I want to I want (laughs) to let you I want to let you continue with whatever else you wanted to say. I guess I'm pretty much done with that. I just,
3: you know, first viewing. Um, it's pretty much exactly It's what I expected It, didn't, it did not surpass X- So X- is I this
0: did. Would you say this is a I did
3: Your mic stand Is directly He wants to see your face You want to see my face? Well I'm having a conversation With you sometimes I can see your eyes That's all I need to see <laughs> That's just weird And creepy It's kind of <laughs> creepy Anybody
2: <laughs> listening And anyone listening to this On
3: audio only that yeah, just really my, cool. The mic is facing me directly Yours wants to point up Great I that's why it, my that's why I'm my just, audio is okay, so
0: crisp and clear. That's Congratulations. Like, even though I have no <laughs> voice. So, I'm going to ask again, what did you watch? Did you watch a comedy? Did you watch a thriller? Did you watch a mystery? How would you categorize this film? I can't yes. categorize the film because exactly. I didn't, find, I it, I didn't right.
3: find it I didn't find it I didn't find it I didn't find it super funny. The only thing I found what? the only this movie thing is I hysterical. found funny. I
0: think this movie is a riot. <laughs> The only
3: thing I found funny was his wife.
2: I'm going to say one thing, and I don't... When, u- when I don't she us- ran... I'm sorry, I don't usually talk this way, but come on. Dude, I was banging her. <laughs> like, <laughs> when you're in the middle of the film, and Steve Buscemi just yells that out <laughs> because the guy just, like, rips her off. I... <laughs> come on. <laughs> It's ridiculous. The whole, half this movie, the whole thing is the whole thing
0: is a big joke. That's the point. <laughs> I think no, I, I ask for a reason. Cause in my opinion, this movie can be whatever you want it to be. If you want 100%. this movie to be a comedy, it's a comedy. If you want it to be a mystery, it's a mystery. If you want it to be a thriller, it's a thriller. You can take uh, this movie. I wouldn't say thriller. You wouldn't no. say thriller? No, there was no, there was no, it, there wasn't. It wasn't. See, see, okay, so what's his name? Peter Stromer, Stomare, however you pronounce his last name, he <laughs> wasn't the thriller element of this movie. He absolutely was. If I you guess watch this so. movie he and just, you if you watch like this movie getting and, on his bad side, but if you watch his bad side, if you watch this movie from his perspective, it's a thriller. Right. I suppose. I think so. That's I mean from I his
3: perspective? It. Wait, wait a second, from his perspective. From his perspective, that's more like my life isn't like everything around me is annoying. I just want to stop. That's not a thriller, that's just him dealing with, you know, annoying life. He kills his perspective.
0: Like, he kills like one, two, three, four, five people in this movie just because Yeah.
3: Yeah. From I I
2: would say from his perspective, it's more of a of a slasher film. Especially sure. towards the Fine. end. Yes. Slasher, uh, thriller, if you're gonna go that it. way.
3: Yeah, it wasn't like he was coming up with some master plan and being sneaky. I would not say this movie's a mystery per se. I mean, you got the cop who's looking around, but it's well, yeah, that's that's well. This is a drama. This is this is more of a drama than anything. It's got its comedy elements. It's got everything else. I mean, technically, if you look at Forrest Gump, that's a drama in its entirety, all the way through. Forrest Gump is more of a drama than this,
2: hundred percent. This is this more right of a here comedy is, than Gump Forrest Gump. is hilarious. Gump. This like, right here... This is funnier here, than Forrest Gump. This right here is the movie... For me, the movie is... It's 100% satire. In the sense yes. of it's satire for comedy. It's satire to action. It's satire
3: to mystery. It's satire to thriller. It's satire to all of it. It's not... Re- you can't... It's satire to the film industry.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay.
3: I then then that's what I would categorize. Yes, I agree. Satire
0: to the film industry. I like that. Yes, I like that. Yes.
2: Chuck, Chuck? this movie's (laughs) (laughs) this movie's great. (laughs) (laughs) So I've watched this a couple times before, and I never really paid attention to it. I didn't. I never put two I never really realized that there was a Cohen Brothers film. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have seen it a couple times before, and I was like, eh. But this was years and years and years and years ago when it like, you know, in the early 2000s when I first kind of picked it up. And then on TV every once in a while
0: I'd see, you know, parts of it here and there and, you know, all kind of fun stuff. Um, I can't imagine watching this on TV. I'm just I'm just trying to like envision what they would have edited out. Everything. <laughs> well, not not even not. I'm not even talking the about the two so much scenes like, and the language. <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not even talking about like the sex scenes or the language. I'm talking about scenes that happen. Well, the in this reality movie. is those
3: scenes aren't even like they're not bad. They're, but I'm saying like for, for there today, they're
0: this, TV. There are scenes in this. You would movie, see those on TV today. There are scenes in this movie that serve absolutely no purpose that I could totally see TV editing out, like the conversation absolutely. with that dude in the diner. Like there's no reason why that conversation happened. I could absolutely see T V editing that out. That's what I mean. I can't imagine like what would have been missing. But I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: I've always liked you.
0: (laughs) Oh, the liar? Yeah.
3: Yeah, we'll get there. I've always liked you.
2: This movie is so I'm not a huge William H. Macy fan. You know, Not many people are. I, I was okay with him in Air Force One. I did not like him in Jurassic Park 3.
3: Nobody did. Um, no. You're supposed to hate him in Jurassic Park 3.
2: In um, Pleasantville, he was eh. I think actually in Pleasantville, he was eh, but he fit the role
3: well in Pleasantville. In this film, though? I think, I think he, he peaked at Mystery Men, probably. <laughs> I shovel well. I shovel very well. <laughs> he fit this role, though, so well. Yeah. yeah
2: so well yes
3: well they, they cast him this was perfect i think this, this was a, was a was a
0: um a staple in his in his
3: history of of movies 100% it's like so it's like so um, i will
0: say I, I will say this and I, I don't i won't do this too much the first season of fargo is probably the one that's most based off of the movie the, all the other seasons are based off of other coen brothers films and there are elements of all coen brothers movies in every season his counterpart to uh this this this, this Guard character, his counterpart in the first season is is um, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman does a much better job at this type of character than William H Macy, in my opinion. Mm. Really, Martin yeah, Freeman is amazing. Do, Martin Freeman is amazing any, as this character. It's
2: fantastic. No, no spoilers yet, but does in season two of Fargo do they find the money?
0: See, they don't do that. Each season is its own box you can okay. it's an it, anthology it's, you can yeah, watch it's, the it's second a season story. without watching the first it's a completely different story yeah. they go right, completely so in completely different one, directions no no <clears throat> they do the whole they do the whole thing like they do the whole <clears throat> thing and there's some ridiculous things that happen but i'm not going to give i'm not going to give too much away right no i think this movie is fantastic i <sighs> there's there
2: there's uh, there's so many conversations that don't need to be had in this movie but because of the way the movie is, they fit. Like if this was like – I would say this. If this was a real quote-unquote real movie, <laughs> then like if it was a real thriller, half of this stuff wouldn't be in it. If it was a real mystery, two-thirds of this stuff wouldn't be in it. If it was a real comedy, half of this stuff
0: wouldn't be in it. It would be totally – it
2: would be a completely different movie.
0: If, but this was a real it movie is, if this was a real movie, Frances McDormand would be like a more serious cop than she is. Right. And I, I mean, she's brilliant. Kind of. I mean, she figures
2: everything else. She figures she's like, well, this is what happened there. And this is what happened there. And her 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 partner is the idiot. <laughs> you know, he's like, well, I don't get it. And she's like, well, this happened. Well, DLR, obviously, it's a dealer plate. You know, it's all of these things. And she figures it out. <clears throat> but to Lee's point, when she goes home, she's done. Every other cop movie, it's like 24/7. They yeah. yeah. think about it, they sleep on it. They're yeah. they're they're twisted up about it. In this one, nope. She goes home. She's fine. She's good. She'll have some eggs. She you know, she's good. <laughs> um I think <sighs> He fled the interview. Oh my god. <laughs> this stuff is great. This stuff is fantastic. <laughs> this movie but I will say this: It reminds me. I can understand. They do a lot because even the Big Lebowski is filmed very similar to this kind of this, to this movie.
0: Big Lebowski is more absurd than this. It yeah. is, but it's way it's more in the same way more. It, it over is, the but top. it's if, 100%, if if Francis but it's still McDormand's ca- Francis Francis McDormand's character in this movie is ridiculous and borderline unbelievable, whatever. <laughs> whatever, like Goodman was doing in that, and um, oh, I forget his name. The main Lebowski, the main J- Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. thank you. Yeah, whatever he was doing was it was fantastic. Way, yeah, it was fantastic, but way over the top. It was what? Le- it's right. awesome.
2: It's it's fantastic. Um, wasn't Steve Buscemi in Big Lebowski too? Yes, on the bowling team. Yep. Yeah, yeah he okay um because then no country for old men takes a completely different turn than these two movies yes i mean um the men who stare at goats is more like this but the no country for old men is like like we're going this direction we're gonna take a hard left and that's because no country for old men is a fantastic it is
0: fantastic it is it's phenomenal i fell asleep I don't know how you fall asleep to No Country for Old Men. You
2: fell asleep in No Country to Old Men. You haven't yeah. watched many Denzel Washington movies like
0: Do you like movies? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was gonna say, do you? <laughs> You've never
2: seen Fargo up till this point. <laughs> Have you seen the Big Lebowski? Yes. Have seen you the... seen The Men Who Stare at Goats?
3: Uh, with, with I don't know if I finished George it. Clooney. I saw. I, I mean I know what it is, and I I definitely watched some uh, of it.
2: With Mike Giuliano <laughs> <laughs> He just called him out. Straight up. Straight up. I've told him that plenty of times. Yeah. Well. In that movie, he looks just like him. <clears throat> with the big old the beard. With the big old beard. Yeah. This movie, goats. though, I will say this. Not having watched it in like, I don't know, 15, 20 years, I went into it kind of blind, and I was watching it, and I'm like, first I was like, what the heck is going I forgot what was going on. And then as it like unfolds, I'm like, this is girl. This is great. Everybody talks the same. Everybody, <coughs> everybody talks the same. Yeah. Even the, even the people who are like calling the cops when the cops shows up to one guy's house and he's like, they're all just looking around at the stars and they're just having like, you know, this is a great day, you know? Yeah. 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 It's like all the, when, when they keep saying, yeah, all that it reminds me of is, uh, Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze.
3: Yeah. When they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but everybody, I was waiting for, even the escort that Buscemi picks up is the same way. She's just at the bar, just chilling out, talking with them, you know.
0: No big deal. <laughs> I love, I love, and maybe this is, what's going on? Maybe this on? is, maybe this is a little bit much, but I'm gonna do it anyways. I love when they're in the act. Come on, come on, there you go, come on. No? Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous, it's so funny.
2: With the accent, with, with all the accent. accents, like nothing, nothing changes.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: What's the town called is it bay bird or something like that Brainerd Brainerd
0: Brainerd, Brainerd. oh my yeah.
2: gosh Brainerd north Dakota it's and I love how I love I, everything is a, is the is an Oldsmobile The gutless cutlass you know gutless cutlass. Oh. <laughs> it's a tan Sierra. It was a Sierra it's a tan Sierra <laughs> like nice. how that's the one thing I want to when we get into it, I want to know like all she saw was a tan car.
3: How did she know that was the one? Um, That's a good question. I think at that point, you see the, the grasping at straws, I guess. Yeah,
2: These but, cars are all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Wow. Pretty much. So, what, are, what were your initial... What, not your initial thoughts, but what are your thoughts on the film now? Okay,
0: Will? so... When I first when I first saw this movie, I saw this after I fell in love with Tarantino, and this hit me like a ton of bricks because I was like, "Oh my god!" Like the, the the dialogue in this movie is just as ridiculous, if not more so, than anything you would see in a Tarantino movie. It's way more right. over the top than anything that you would see, absolutely, in Pulp Fiction. So I was my mind exploded when I saw this because that's kind of what I latched onto, and just. The hilarity of the situation and and the way that I posed the question up front, like what did, do you think you watched? That's what really like sucked me into this because this is everything. This is everything you could possibly want it to be. And Lee, I think you said it best. It is satire on the film industry. That's that's, that's Chuck's that's, Chuck pretty much said it. But yeah, well, yeah, but you oh, whatever. Anyways, yeah. I I think that I think <laughs> that fits this movie. I think that fits Cohen Brothers to a T. They are satire mm-hmm. on the film industry, and I think it's fantastic um I agree with both well I agreed with with Chuck I'm not the biggest william h Macy fan there's there's the, i just uh he he doesn't
3: I don't know he, anybody who's when who gets into a conversation with somebody and says, and they're like, oh, you know who's your favorite actor I go, you know what William h Macy I don't think anybody in the world says that <laughs> he Jurassic you know, Park
2: Three come to life, <laughs> no offense to him. <laughs>
3: But it's just like I don't think anybody really likes him because they always give him that type of character. You're supposed to not like his character, so kind therefore of. not like his acting. Kind of. If yeah. if somebody plays the same type of character all the time, and that's that's just you, you think the actor is that person. So I mean and, and you start to think like maybe he is that way. There's oh, of sh-
0: course, I'm seeing the trailer here. There's a showtime show called uh called Shameless that he started Oh, that in. was
3: that was huge for him and huge everybody him. loves him for that. Hang on. Yeah.
0: I, well, yes, but it's weird because he plays the drunk junkie yeah. dad,
3: which is very different than everything which is else very... he's ever played.
0: But he's <clears> still <throat> wait but he's still William H. Macy. Not a lot yeah. changes except for him acting drunk and high. So it's like you're yes. still William H. Macy though. I still see the same character but he's got a mullet. <laughs> so it's different <laughs> pretty much pretty much Hey, mullet are back he's 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 stuck in 1985 he can't get rid of the mullet it's just it's it's so but anyways yeah that's that's well, that's my, why he
2: that's why he fit he that's why he fit in pleasantville so
0: well well because he's he's mr whitebread wow yeah. exactly P- pretty much pretty much pretty much and again to what you're saying all these characters talk the same they act the same because of the the, the just the demographic in the area that they're in. I love that like the backdrop and the scenery is very much a character in this movie. Like I oh, I, yeah. I think that's that's far gone. But then you get to uh-huh. the, then you get to these two characters of, you know, Buscemi and Stromer and it's like they do not fit. Neither one of them fit in this scenario no. at all you could they, tell they they're don't even like like each other not not even you could tell they're from away they're from you know city yeah. life whatever they are not part of this i don't even want to call it like suburban life i'll call it like the sticks but like <laughs> snow like that's what we're talking about here and to like throw these two characters in this movie is brilliant because they're so mismatched Um yeah, I love this movie. I absolutely adore this movie. And for me, I think this is straight up a comedy. There isn't a thing in this movie that I take seriously. Even when not you at get, all. even when you get to like the big ending and what's going on in the back of that house, even that's ridiculous. It is it's so ridiculous. ridiculous. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm not, I'm not giving anything away, but just the fact that. He has to grab a two-by-four or a chunk of wood to, like, finish the job. It's just so, what is happening here?
2: And you just see the ground. It's just, and like, yeah,
0: spray. Yes, yes. And it goes into... And Frances McDormand got a lot of praise after she did this role. She won awards well, for absolutely. it. And, and, and deservedly I so. I don't even think it's because of, like, her acting. Well, it is because of her acting ability. But, like... To be able to pull off a character that is not only competent but aloof, completely mm, blind, yeah. completely blind to like this type of evil that, that, that comes into her life is remarkable. And, and and again, she's like she's not the, blind to it. It's just it's she's just the way she, very like she, blind to it. She's very very blind to it. She can if she, she was if she
3: was blind to it, then she would have been like you know in a panic attack when she finally saw it face she, to
0: face. The movie ends with her admitting that she doesn't understand. That tells me that she was completely blind to it. Like she she cannot mm. she it's does not money. she does not understand. Um, or 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 Buscemi in this movie at all? She is blind to that completely, completely. Well, that's the whole thing. It's like that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Uh, Uh, To be able to, to be able to go back and forth, like to be for her to be able to build a character like that, I think is pretty fantastic. And for the Coen Brothers to be able to write a character like that, I think is equally as fantastic. This movie. Is amazing. And that's pretty much all I want to say without getting into spoiler territory. I think this movie is fan and, and also like the quiet scenes where there's nothing happening. There is no rhyme or reason for a, a lot of the scenes in this movie to be in this to, to be here at all. It's just there for aesthetic or to like hammer home the point of like this simple life and how easily like something can come in and, and muck with that. I think is awesome. It's fantastic. It's Fantastic.
3: <sighs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> what, what's so? J- what's just, going on? It, just go ahead and it's, do it. It's, I have to. It's funny to me. So I, I work in in the audio video lighting industry. I do live live events and everything. And right now, <laughs> just so everybody knows, we are recording this during the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. None of us care. About the nope. Super Bowl this year, and we're just Not like, well, really. let's just still get together. No no one's going anywhere. I mean, the Pats aren't playing, so we're like, meh, like, yeah, whatever. 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 I, I really don't care. Do but I. I get this right now. Apparently, Usher is is doing the halftime show. Good. I'm that disconnected. I have no idea what's going on. Good for Usher. Uh, so my entire team right now is criticizing, like, the camera work and of everything right now. Like, anybody else just knows the camera moved, and then they messed mm-hmm. up, and they jumped back over and then apparently Usher is having, like, roller skating choreography on top of a video floor. Like, like basically the LED, like, walls that we use, but on a floor. And apparently, like, everybody's going crazy about, like, roller skating on, on video wall. Oh, there's video of it, too. Um, and my CEO is just like, ah, I guess I missed it. I fell asleep. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's what we're missing, and I don't feel like I'm missing a thing. So... I would much rather talk about Fargo
2: cuz you don't want to miss a thing.
3: Ah, I don't want to close my eyes or, or fall asleep. Or fall asleep. Like exactly. Um, uh, I just I, I miss you guys, so that's why we're here. Right. I said I just don't want to miss a thing. Right. I mean, he was a great Russian astronaut. So. Yes, he was. He was. You just got to hit it with a hammer and Well, I'm ready to I, hit this I know this, these things. I'm ready to <laughs> I'm ready to hit this intro with a hammer and get into it, so. Let's
2: do that. So from this point on, we are going to slip right into spoiler territory. Ooh, ooh. in and out, in and out.
3: <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Don't you know the lines? I, I, of know, this I know, I know, I know, I <laughs> know. Uh... So, if you want
2: to catch the rest of this on video, find us on Patreon at patreon.com/slash/blackandwhitereviews. Um, join us there for a couple of goody goodies and some bonuses. You can also find us, at follow us, and subscribe to us on Facebook at Black and White Reviews and on YouTube and Instagram at Black and White Reviews 1866. With that being said, again, all the audio is free on any podcast streaming platform that you can find us on. And we're going to now get into spoiler territory. Spoiler yeah. territory. So, spoiler territory. The one thing... <laughs> This movie's fantastic. This movie is great. What? <clears throat> my favorite character in this entire film is, is Steve Fargo? is Steve Buscemi. <laughs> and the reason why he's my favorite character is because ultimately this is never a role
3: that he would ever do un- except for this one movie. What? Why? Because he's not the killer. He wasn't the killer. He never killed anybody in this whole movie. Yes, he did.
0: Yes, he did. Who'd he kill? Stepdaddy. He killed- Daddy, uh, Daddy. Uh, father-in-law.
3: Oh, you're right. He killed him. Father-in-law. Yeah, I... he's psycho. But when I think of yeah. him as psycho, okay. was it
2: was it Mr. Deeds? <laughs> Where he's cro- where he's the cross-eyed dude who gets the Corvette? No.
3: Or is oh there- no! No, yeah, you're, you're, it, yeah, it is. He was yeah. crazy eyes. Crazy eyes. Yeah, yeah.
2: And he drives the Corvette into like a stone wall at the very end of the movie, and then he and gets then the goes pizza to it
3: down his pants. Yeah.
2: That's when I think Steve
0: Buscemi. That's what I think. Didn't he show? Didn't he show up? Oh no, wait! Didn't I, he show up with a sniper rifle and Billy Madison and blow somebody? That away? was Billy <laughs> Madison. Yes, and <laughs> right. he shot the guy in the butt. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. Or, or,
0: I'm glad I called that guy. <laughs>
2: or he's, you know, he's the guy in Grown Ups who's like this the whole time. Because <laughs> he,
3: he, he, he broke his arms going down the zip line so, up by, um, upside down. So
2: when you see him in a movie <laughs> like this, you're like,
3: that's what you see. You see
2: him. Well, no, 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 no,
3: no. He's, Steve, a, happy, Steve
2: he's Bus- a happy Madison no, actor. No, 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 no,
3: no, no. Steve Buscemi, before... I mean Billy Madison was his was his first role with Happy Madison. I mean and that was I guess that was early on. Yeah, for for um for Adam Sandler stuff, but the reality was Steve Buscemi was in Reservoir Dogs and this and, like, Airheads, all different other roles way before he did we've already Happy we've already, stuff.
0: We've already established here that Chuck didn't like Reservoir Dogs. He thinks it's basically the Breakfast Club.
3: Regardless, Steve Buscemi was known for other for things way before he became, like, the buddy in, in the Happy, okay, Happy Madison on, movies. Hold I on, hold
2: on, hold on. But I think—, I think Explain to me. <laughs> explain to me how it's not the Breakfast Club. <laughs> the entire thing takes place in one warehouse. They walk to a warehouse— so this is this is Reservoir Dogs. We walk down the street, we go into a warehouse, and we have conversation for an hour. This is Breakfast Club. We're in the school halls, we have conversation, we all get detention, and the rest of the movie is in detention for an hour. What's was there, the
0: difference? Was there a severed ear in Breakfast Club? I don't think there was. There might have been. We just didn't see it. Maybe it was a deleted scene. Yeah, (laughs) the deleted scene. (laughs) The the deleted scene. You mess with the bully, you get the ear. Yes, no. The the, the deleted scene in Breakfast Club, where um, where Judd Nelson pulls out a severed ear from his locker. Yeah, we all completely (laughs) missed that one. Okay, you're right. You're right. Breakfast
2: Club is the PG version of Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> that is such an insult. That is such a smack so, in the face. That is such an
0: insult. It's so bad. That's bad. The only reason That's why bad. Reservoir Dogs—that's Do- probably your <laughs> hottest take I've ever heard you have on this podcast—is that Breakfast Club is the PG
2: Reservoir Dogs. No. Okay, let me let me fi- let me fix it then. Let me fix it then. Reservoir Dogs is the rated R version of the Breakfast Club. <laughs>
0: Is that better? How do no. we go from Steve Buscemi to talking about? <laughs> because Plus. I
2: said that. Because I said that Steve Buscemi is my favorite character in this film. Okay. Because he's he's not he's except for one or two roles, he's usually the psychotic, crazy, like goofy, crazy kind of guy. Not the like. What is that music? It's it's probably out there. It's quiet. It's not happening. He's he's not usually this kind of like psycho crazy like he is in this film,
3: but he fits it so well. He's annoyed. The reason why he he shoots the dude is because he's annoyed. Yeah. at this point, he's, he's like, got "Who shot? are you? Got shot. Who are you? Why are you here?" <laughs> he got Rah! shot. I just this <laughs> is not what face. I signed
0: up for. In the face, he got <laughs> shot in the face. In the... How do you
3: think I'm doing? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 I love it when he's in the car with with the uh, with the Russian. Well, I'm just going to call him the Russian because that's yeah. all I, I um, pretty it, much know yeah. him from. Is he's like four hours. You have not said a word for four hours. I'm going to do it to you now. I'm just going to be silent the entire time. Let's see how you feel about it.
3: Yeah, let's, it. Exactly let's see four
2: how four hours. hours feel about that. He just <laughs> wouldn't stop. <laughs>
1: he can't stop
2: talking. It was fantastic. Yes. And then when he's when he's at, when he's at the club with the escort and he's just having this like. <laughs> To, to see com- Jose Feliciano,
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's having this like aloof conversation with this escort for no reason at none.
0: all. None, none. There is like this conversation like a, like has a, no
2: a, point in the movie.
0: Like this elegant, well-to-do like performance that they're all watching, and he brings an escort. <laughs> I think that's I think that's the funniest part about it. So
2: how uh-huh. how long, how long have you been doing this for? A couple months, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I still love
1: it. <laughs> come on, come on.
0: There you go. Come on. Okay. No, no. no. Okay. Come on. <laughs> His response
2: when this what there was the go. guy's name? S- 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 uh, what was the the Indian guy? The guy who like yeah the what? The, guy, the, the Indian, Indian guy dude. who said everybody else. Oh, yeah. Littlefoot or little no. foot. Redfoot?
3: Step Shep Shep Shep, Shep. Shep. Redfoot. When Shep. he like
2: grabs her and like throws her
0: off of him. Oh. And she <laughs> goes running out. Dude. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And then he just gets the crap beat out of him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so Steve Buscemi is your favorite character in this movie.
2: Him? And I, and I mean him and and um, Steve, what's his last name? Um, the Russian dude. Oh, Peter Strowman. Steve. Peter, yeah. We are saying, I don't know the guy's name as a as Yeah, we're actor. not doing that um, here. Yeah. Um, those two together, they don't fit. They like they don't fit together, but they fit together. They fit together
3: because they don't fit together. Yeah, exactly. That was the point. Odd couple. Yeah.
2: It's like it's like it's like perfect strangers with like you know Belky. Belky. Oh, dude, Aquel? <laughs> it's like they don't fit, but they fit. Yeah. And it, it, the whole thing, the whole thing worked. And at the very end, I I just sat there like jaw to the floor, like. I cannot believe. So Will was talking about this at the very end when she comes out behind the behind the house. <laughs> Explain the scene, Will, because I, I won't be able to make it
0: through. It. She drives. She's driving somewhere. You know, Frances McDormand is driving somewhere <clears throat> down for something. the road. Down yep. the road, down a random road, and there she sees the Sierra that she's been looking for the entire movie. How she knows that the car right is beyond me. How she knows that car That's is beyond car. me. She's way too far no. away to see the plates. She doesn't know. She just, it's a hunt. The plates
3: were changed anyway, so it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah,
0: that too. The, the plates were changed so what really didn't matter. But she just, she sees this tan Sierra, and she stops. She calls it in. She goes to the back of the house, and there's Peter Stromer with Steve Shami in a wood chipper. And there's blood everywhere on the snow, and like you d- and and everywhere. and Peter, and Shomare is down to his leg and foot, and he gets a piece of wood to finish like shoving the. <laughs> into well, the no, there's still part it's of so... him under a tarp. Yeah, that too. There's still yeah, part you're right, of Steve right, Buscemi right.
2: under a tarp. So you're right. Because what happened is Steve Buscemi gets all the money that they're that they're that he's trying to get after, buries it, takes out eighty thousand, gives. O'Hare the, the the 40 and the guy goes and he goes well we're going to split the car because he goes you take the truck I'll take the Sierra he goes no we're going to split that too he goes what do you mean he goes one of us will give the other 20 and we'll call it a day so which means someone gets 60,000 cash in this old truck and one person gets 20,000 cash in this Sierra and Buscemi's like, I'm not having this. I'm out. His He's bleeding. He's like, I've done all this work. I'm doing this. And he leaves. And then all of a sudden, the
0: Russian comes out with this axe. With this massive axe, yeah. <laughs> and just starts hacking him. That goes into my favorite. Stromer is my favorite character in this movie. Because there is no rhyme or reason for why he does the things that he does. And we'll get into Zero. like we'll get we'll get into like an evil character later on when we do No Country for Old Men. Because Anton Sugar is like one of the best villains of all time. I don't care what anybody says. He's amazing in that movie. Here, you have this character who just he's just bloodthirsty. There's no yep. there's no explanation. There's no code, there's no logic. He just is a psychopath. And yep. I love that that it's like it's no holes barred. It's no holes barred. From the jump, they get pulled over, they have to explain, that ain't happening, and he shoots a cop dead in the head. And then chases <laughs> down the two people that saw it and kills them, too. Like, it, it, yep. it did not need to escalate to this, but it did, because he's crazy. And I think it's, I just, it's fantastic.
2: Yeah, but I think, I think Steve Buscemi is great at this point. I'll take care of this. I'll, t- I'll take care of this. Yeah, sure you will. <laughs> Here, so, so your, your tags aren't up to date. Yeah, I know. Like, here's the money. I figured we could do it. Right here, and the cop's like, "What? <laughs> you want to register your car now? It's like 10:30 yeah. at night yes. on the side of a street. Yes. <laughs> Why he thought he could just give the cop money to register his car right then and there? It was a bribe.
0: Me. It was a bribe that the cop didn't take because they're not those kind of cops. Now here's the kicker. I did the. I did the. I looked this up. This movie
2: grossed worldwide. 64 million dollars when it first came out wow it only cost him 7 million to there make you go. this movie there you go sorry se- yeah yeah 7 million you know why this movie did so well at 7 million dollars because it was a story it wasn't special effects and i think that's where that's where movies have gone today they've 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 shifted off a story big lebowski is a story no country for old men is a story. story. All of these things are stories, and they're, they're the story is what grasps your attention. Um, and then they don't put a lot into
3: special effects. <clears throat> there's no need to. No, there no. was the gunshots, and that was really it. That yeah. was it. Well, there's you know, one. They were there's pretty straightforward and simple.
0: There's one. There's one special effect in this movie that I thought was absolutely ridiculous, and it wasn't even like a special effect. It had to be like a prosthetic. When 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 Stromer- you know, shoots the cop in the head. The way the blood just kind of squirts out of the, t- it was ridiculous looking. Yeah. It was yeah, so yeah, yeah. St- it, it was, was straight so out of Monty stupid.
2: Python and the Holy Grail.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Which I thought was all right. That's cool. Okay. It's merely a scratch, but I cut your arm off. No, yes. you didn't. <laughs> it's squirting. You could tell, yeah. like, there's get a back pu- here. There, I'll bleed there, on you. <laughs> there's a pump somewhere that somebody's just pushing on to get the blood to squirt out like that. And Sibu, and Sibu Shemi's response, whoa, daddy. Whoa, daddy. <laughs> With blood all over his face. And just the visual of everything that happened afterwards when, like, the two people drive by. And Steve Buscemi's like, got the dead cop up, like, trying to take him back to the cop car was priceless. And this poor guy who's driving by, mouth agape, they have no idea what to make it what they're seeing. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. And they swerve and drive off the road. And that's how it right. happens. Oh, my so God. So this whole
2: story, this whole story is
0: William H. Macy needs,
2: he needs money for something. We don't know he what needs he needs money, money for-, for. We
0: don't know why he's, mm-hmm. like, financially effed. We have no idea why he's financially like ruined right now. It just starts. He he needs money because
3: he he wants to, he wants to invest in that and his own business. No, but so he isn't that owe, the whole
0: point. No, he owes he, money to like a whole bunch of debtors, and he's like. I think he owes he, doing... money because he was trying to do that,
3: and he was like going ahead with this, his business deal without actually having it. That's what it sounded like. He was trying to do this whole thing. He that's got, what I got out of it.
0: Uh, well, Maybe. they give you. A,
2: they give you. They allow you to go like whichever direction you want. Like, does he owe a lot of money? Is he doing it for this reason? Like, is he? You know, what's what's the issue?
3: So it basically, sounded like he, he he put himself in a position that he that he was that he, like himself yeah, over. yeah. But then why, does he need, then
0: why does he need then why does he need father in law's money in order to invest in the lot itself? But to if get he's those already but if he's already sell. if he's already swindling money away, like doing shady deals, you know, working at his car lot. Why does he then turn around and still need money from from? work He know, can't sell a Warbucks. car. So this
2: is the thing. I sold cars for almost 10 years. This guy can – how he made sales manager in a car dealership, aside from daddy-in-law owning the car dealership, yeah, is exactly. beyond me. Yeah. This guy can't sell a car worth his life. <clears throat> Speaking of that, if we do a movie, I want to do a movie called Suckers. <laughs> this movie is fantastic. It's an old 80s film. It's all about a used car salesman. This guy who owes a lot of money becomes a used car salesman. To, it's, it's amazing film, but we should do it at some point. Okay. Um, but how this guy sells cars is beyond me because when he's having conversations with people, you're like, he's basically crying in customers' laps, like trying to get them to buy something, and the, the customers are just owning him left and right. I, but he owes all I, this money. He steals one of his own cars and gives it to Steve Bochemi and his yep. guy to like use. <clears throat> yes. And then he's like, I want you to come and kidnap my wife, and then okay. hold her up for ransom, and then he, I'll give you some of the money out of the out of the the money that we get out of from my from my father in law. You get the car, and, and you get everything grand. goes sideways, from, and then and then everything goes sideways from from this point on. So so,
0: I love it, because the kidnappers come, and this is like the first visual that I got in this movie where things were not going to be exactly what I thought, because you have the wife who's sitting there in the living room. They come to the back door, mask and on, she just and them. she just watches them. She doesn't freak out, she doesn't scream, she doesn't run for a phone to call the cops, she does nothing. She just sits there and watches them. She only freaks out when they break the glass. And, you know, big right. guy comes in the front door. Why are you waiting for that moment? It's like... It's, so, so, you know, so that's... These characters are so removed from this; they don't even know it when they see it. Which, but you know
2: which, that, that's that's Buscemi and his partner. Yeah, Douglas. we know that. Yeah. But
0: uh, the point is, okay. the point is, <laughs> you think he, he has a that? mask on. He has right. a mask on at their patio door, like like ready, and she does nothing. No. Well, emotion, the funny thing is, is they're looking no through the window and they all. don't even see her. That's yeah, thing. They look through
2: the window and they don't even see her because nope. they're looking through the wrong window. They don't yeah. look to their right. They're no. just looking through. They can't. And then, no. And then. So we saw, we saw this We saw this fall, too, that happens in it, but we saw it in Red Eye where she falls down the stage. Yeah. I thought she died at first. So I was did like, I. I thought dead. she
0: was dead. So did I. I yeah. thought but she then was she's dead.
2: dead. But they wrote her out of the film the rest of the movie. Pretty much.
3: She's you don't see found? her
0: face after that. You hear her. Yeah. You You see her wandering around in the snow, like, aimlessly because she's, like, her face is covered, but you never see her face again.
3: It it, just— So, I'm going to—like, I was trying to say earlier, the only thing I found that was comedic, aside from just, like, it being North Dakota and everybody having this accent, was her. (coughs) She was just, like, the dumbest thing there. When she pops out of the shower and just runs aimlessly into him and then falls down the stairs because she's just dumb— and then later on you see her again they're just laughing at her because again she's just dumb yeah yeah that was the funniest part of the movie and i'm laughing out loud watching it i'm like this is ridiculous <laughs> like what does she think she's doing where does she think she's going i she's got she's got no plan she's just running aimlessly like it's going to help i so after when she I... stared
0: at them I so desperately wanted her to run into one of those trees with that sack over her head and just knock herself out. Oh, yeah. Out. I so desperately oh, was expecting that. I thought to she happen. was going to with the yeah. way she was
3: going. Like tripping, the in, whole, the, the tripping whole
0: movie. in the snow. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I love the kidnappers. That... I love Buscemi and Strohman. They're just sitting there, and, and Buscemi is heckling laughter at this woman <laughs> trying to maneuver around with a sack over her head in the snow. It's so fun. <laughs> Okay.
3: Lee didn't like this movie. <laughs> I don't need to watch it again. <laughs> okay. Okay, but you didn't like the movie. As far as Cohen Brothers stuff goes, I saw s- scenes from the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Have you seen that movie, Will? No. Okay. One so of the so few it's, that it's I ha- it's One of, of the few that it's, I have It's like seen. six movies in one, six really? stories in one. One of which is actually like Buster Scruggs, and it's the dude. Oh man, what has he played in? Playing the Tim, dude, Tim Blake Nelson. Describe. Dis- he, he's another dude. known for some stuff. Uh, he was, um, he was Mister Blue or whatever. Remember in The Incredible Hulk, there was Mister Green and Mister Blue. He was Mister Blue, um, but he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's in like Dune. Uh, I mean, a whole bunch of other weird stuff. Nothing. Like you really name it, like oh, it's that it's that, it's that guy, but he's there. Mm. He's in it as like this this gunslinger, and I know there's a face off between him and Clancy Bla- Clancy Brown. Sorry, I guess, <sighs> there we go, um, Clancy Brown in a saloon, and it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen because it's, it's played light hearted but totally ruthlessly bloody, and you're like, what? Oh. So I, I kind of want to check that movie out. Um but I know it's it's Cohen Brothers. They all kind of have this this feeling to the movies I've seen. You know, when I see something like oh I'd, that makes sense. It's it's all those movies like Hail Caesar, Burn After Readings, The Menoteric Goats. They all kind of have that feeling and not just because of George Clooney or whoever. But you know, I kind of want to check out some of the other movies now, knowing that Fargo
0: was like a big one early on, and then how it kind of connected to the other stuff. There's only um, one. There's only one Coen Brothers movie that I really didn't like, and that was Lady Killers. And it's not because. Yeah, it, that was
3: disappointing. No, it's not I did because see that one. it
0: not. It's not because I thought it was a bad movie. I just. Mm. I did not think Tom Hanks fit at all. No, he didn't. He it does did not, not work. fit at all. That 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 kind of character for him that that shift in what he usually does just did not work for me at all. I didn't see right. it. You know, right. it's not so like because still... it's he's, he's, <clears throat> like it worked for like those characters or, or, or actors shifting what they normally do. It worked for Robin Williams. It worked for, you know, Jim Jim Carrey doesn't work for Tom Hanks the other way. Didn't work. <laughs> Didn't work the you know, other way. You know,
3: I heard True Grit was really, really good. It's not. Oh, really? It's not. I heard a lot of people said they really liked it.
0: It's way too. I mean, it's obviously a remake. No, it's way too but... toned down. It's way too western for me. For me. Well, I if mean, you're True not a Grit fan... is, was a western. Yes, so. but if you're not a fan of westerns, the movie is not going to work for you. And if you're a if mm. you're a Cohen's Brothers fan the movie's definitely not going to work for you because it doesn't feel like a Coen Brothers movie cuz like you said they were doing a remake. Mm. It didn't feel right. it was just like cowboy hardened little girl gives him heart, you know, we're off. That's yeah, yeah, what yeah. the movie is. But Right. But
2: But Lee, you still didn't answer my question. You didn't like this movie, did you?
3: <clears throat> I didn't hate this movie. Well, I I can't I Did I not like this movie? That's incorrect. I'll say that. Did I like this movie? Not necessarily. I I, I didn't. I, I I definitely wouldn't say, "Oh, what a waste of my time." But then again, I did have a really busy week, so I was kind of just like, "Let's just get through this movie." So, Um,
2: so then just shave out, like carve out like some time and just watch it straight through. (laughs) I
3: I watched it mostly straight through. I think I, I watched it in two sittings, which is a lot to say, but. And I only say that because if you don't like a movie, you don't say hardly anything about it. because I, I don't That's have anything. I, I don't have anything bad to say about it, or really good. It was just it was a neutral movie. It happened. There were parts in it that I that I thought were funny. There were parts in it that I, that I thought were interesting. Um, I pretty much said everything I have to say about this. What
2: part was interesting to you?
3: Just just the way that Francis McDormand was was. I was, was just about just to like, get into that. Yeah, like the the way that she played her character, and I mean, Will keeps using the, the the term aloof. It's like she is, but she isn't, and I think that's what you can see in her eyes. It's that she's she knows more than what she's saying, but she doesn't know how to respond to it. She doesn't know how to emote. Yeah, like that's. But nobody but it, but in this town knows how to emote. Well, that's, it's, uh, it's, on, not, that on. Wanna, it's not that she. I want she, the actress, doesn't know how to emote. It's the character it's the she's character. playing. I want. I do want to set the table. And that's what I think gives her the the credit as as an actress. As you can tell, it's her character who doesn't get it.
0: Not I do her. want to set the table right. real quick for for her character and what we're about to talk about. Our introduction to her is woken up by a phone call, triple murder, you know, somewhere out somewhere out on the road. And she gets up, and her first thing is to, like, not worry about it. It's talking to her Mm -hmm. husband, saying, no, you can sleep. I'll make you some eggs. No, you can go back to bed. I'll (gasps) make you some eggs. It's a back and forth. And then, like, casually, like, dressed up. She's downstairs. She's eating breakfast, not giving a care or worry to what's going on there, not moving with any kind of agency or urgency at all. And then, like, Mm -hmm. she gets up, goes outside. Her car needs a jump, and it's like, you're on your way to a triple murder scene, and this is how – this is your response. This is your initial well, it, it almost response.
3: Ma- it almost makes you think that wasn't the call she got when you first see it. it you're almost you're like, right, yeah. hey, we need you to come in. Oh, okay. Some stuff happened. You just need my help. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll come in. But no, she got the information. It's just oh, yeah. that's
0: her character. Yes. And oh, yeah, you it's betcha. It's wild. It's wild to me that that's her reaction. I just – it's something that you would never see in any movie when a cop gets the call. You would never see that you would see... always see like jump up out of bed, oh my god, you know, mournful look, here we go. You know, you go back to you you go back to seven and the way that Morgan Freeman I was just gonna, acted, I was just gonna say You go back to seven and you look at the way that Morgan Freeman like responded to like what's going on and there was like this this sense of dread. Or like, oh my god, here we go again. Or or, or or one of those things. Nothing like that. She's all about, you know, trying to get her husband to go back to sleep and then she eats breakfast and, and just, you know, casually strolls out the door like it's nothing. And on top of everything, she's pregnant. I just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna throw up? No, I'm just a little. Even a little that. Morning sickness. When she gets to the just a crime scene, just,
2: just, just a little morning sickness.
0: Like, there is no emotion at all when she's looking at <coughs> the cop's body. Like she, like looks I will there, say Oh, she... he looks like a nice enough guy, and her face is all like right up, and she's like looking down. Oh, the footprints it looks like a big fella, and this guy was little and not a care in the world, not a care oh, in the world at oh, all.
2: Here's the other. Here's the other one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of a mess. Oh, yeah. It's a. Yep. Yep. The, i will say when she started to emote a little bit is when it's she such meets this shame. rando character <laughs> this rando character up at the uh the hotel oh my god the
0: radisson like what was the purpose of this scene i have no idea i have no to show how I, I to think to, it was to just, show how lost she is or to show that she can't like recognize a lie when it's like right in her like i can't there's there, there's 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 something wrong with Francis McDormand in this movie. Like, there's something there's something else going what on. What do you mean a lie?
3: Well, he's, he lied and
0: said that he was married or so-and-so. Full-on, full-on lying to her. Like, he calls her out of the blue, you know, and, and then right. she goes up At north. At, like, 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you on TV. Oh, my God, it's really you. How you doing? At 3 o'clock in the morning, and she's, like, entertaining this conversation. Then she goes up. She meets with the guy. She, he lies right to her face multiple times, and, like... Right. And she can't pick up on it. Like, what kind of carp are you if you can't pick up on this guy blatantly lying to you in the worst way? That's why I say, that's why I love her character in this movie. Because she can't spot the lie. She's blind to a lot of the violence that's going on. She can't emote to, to like, the sight of these bodies that are, like, literal all over this highway. But she figures it out. Uh, by chance, at the end of this movie, by like, oh my god, there's a Sierra. Oh my god, like, what, what? I don't
2: okay. know. I, 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 t- I, was taking it serious at first, and then I just <sighs> saw this ankle and this foot like sticking outside the wood chipper, and just red all over the snow, and I was like, if I was there, what this reminded me of was, have you seen Law Abiding Citizen? Yes.
0: Yes. Um, you know the scene where he like.
2: Yeah, which Butler, where he hacks the guy up and then, like,
0: at yes. the beginning of the
2: film. Yeah. How, like, how how bloody they, like, mm. made that out to mm-hmm. be. And, like, they don't show it to you, but it's bloody. Like, this is that for me. Like, it's not, like, you don't see anything, but you're just, like, I can just imagine this guy sitting here just sticking body parts, just seeing blood spray everywhere. Yeah. I mean, there was a good 12, 20 square foot area just covered in blood.
0: Just yeah. covered. Like, yeah. How do you how do you cover that up? <laughs> Hope for more snow. Yeah, that's it's what I gonna, kind of assumed. It's gonna snow soon. It would or snow he on could top just kind of snow on top of it, it'll melt away and yeah, whatever. That's kind of what I thought. I, I love
3: how he dug a hole in the snow with the, the windshield scraper.
0: <laughs> and like it starts
3: off and it's like he's barely doing anything and then it looks away, then it comes back and he dug like a like a uh, foot and a half deep hole and yeah. Wait, how? Wait, what? <laughs> how? How? And then he
2: looks to his left and to his right, and he sees nobody. And he's like, "Well, how am I going to find this?" So he used the snowscaper
0: as like the the, the marker, marker because of like it's not going to gonna get it. buried during the next storm. Yeah, another right. another good snowstorm comes along. You're not finding it. It's done. That's that's it. Right. <laughs> well, that's I mean, he's it. not finding it anyways.
2: So. And- Go ahead. So out of the million dollars, eighty thousand was taken out of it, which means that there's, you know, nine hundred and twenty thousand dollars just laying up there.
0: Laying up there. Who's gonna find it? We don't know. Doesn't matter. It nope. doesn't matter.
3: Nope.
2: And then with William H. Macy, I mean this is the thing is you could he's he's in the film, but he's not the main character. She is.
0: True. This I mean, true. he's
2: the top. He's the top casted character, but she is the main character. They follow her way more than William H Macy. And Ma- William H Macy, he is, you know, he gets arrested. She doesn't know. Like, you don't know why. They don't tell. You just know he gets arrested. And he's like, no, no. And he's just a. Wh- he's just whiny the entire film. The entire film, he just whines. He just whines and whines and whines the yep. entire time. Yeah, and I'm cooperating with you. I'm giving you what you need. I'm cooperating with you. Like, <laughs> and then he leaves, and then drives off, drives the away. Lot in his car. <laughs> he's done. He's done answering yep. these
0: questions, and he's gone. He's absolutely gone. Speaking of scenes that <laughs> that have no purpose or rhyme or reason in this movie, there's there's another one where it's just it's it's Buscemi and Stromer, and they're in like their house whatever, wherever it is they're holding up. And there's this good long, like, minute-and-a-half scene of Steve Buscemi beating a television trying to get it to work. And they're just going back. I don't know why that's in here. I have no idea why that's in here. That's just another small thing. Like, it served no purpose to the rest of the story. It didn't really matter. Later on, you get this another, like, minute-and-a-half scene of Buscemi driving around in a car lot for no reason but to find a license plate. Like, you did not need to drive around the entire car lot to find this. You could have just parked and, like, got no. out. But no. They went through the whole rigmarole of him driving all around for no reason. I don't understand.
2: <laughs> that's the point, is you could take out half this film and it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't Pretty change much. the
0: story. Th- but that begs but that's the what, question why it was there. The... Yeah.
2: But that makes the film,
0: though. Yep. Very true. Very, very true. You
2: know, it's, it's kinda of like they live. You have three separate acts that don't tie into each other at all. But it's it's oh. those it's the fact that those acts are so completely different that actually it makes the film. It's so bad it's good. This movie is the, the the scenes are so out there that it actually works. The two, you know, Buscemi and the Russian, they don't fit, but they fit. Like everything is so sporadic and disjointed that it is actually all it all it all, it actually all works and becomes coherent. It's weird. It's very weird how it like fits, but it shouldn't. In a regular movie, none of
0: all of this would fall apart. All pretty of much, it would fall apart. Pretty much. Pretty much. There's another like If scene... you put
2: her in if you put her in seven, the movie would fall apart. <laughs>
0: d- 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 yeah. I can't imagine this <clears throat> character in seven. It would <laughs> it be would hilarious. Be so <laughs> it would be absolutely hilarious. Oh, <clears throat> They cut the guy's nose off. I don't know why. They fed this guy right before they killed him. Like I can't, I could not imagine. I could not imagine. They just kept feeding him and feeding him and feeding him. Uh what a shame. I. that's that's what I'm envisioning. That's the movie that I see if you put her in that movie. Later on, but later on when like everything comes to a head, like the money, you know, trade-off and everything doesn't go real well. Father in law is there trying to make this deal because he just has to be involved. There's a semi-shootout. William H. Macy no shows up. He just sh- William H. Macy shows up and, like, pops the trunk, and I'm assuming, like, picks Dad up off the ground and puts him in the trunk. Why? 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 For what reason? There's nothing nothing good. Just leave. Just run. You don't have to be there. No one knows that you're there right now. You're still kind of, like, you know, independent from this entire thing. But
3: He does not know. He's not expecting
0: what's happening he does not know what to do
2: yeah but he doesn't even freak out about it he's just like, no ah, no
0: whatever. he he pulls up and pops the trunk this is not a i did not expect that from him no. like when you when like when you first go through this movie and you see him like pull up and it's like oh my god he's going to freak out and this is the moment nope he pops the trunk and you're led to believe he puts dad in the trunk Ooh. why <sighs> i don't know no idea okay so i, I... So you did not like
2: this movie, that you, you, you were okay with this movie, but how over the top, which we're going to be doing soon, is Pineapple Express, you liked that film?
3: I don't remember it, it's been a while. <sighs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I remember laughing at some very key parts, because I will say that in my past, I I have done some dumb things, and I can imagine how... I, can, I I remember how paranoid you can get when you're in a certain state of mind. All right? I'll put it that way. And what makes this movie so ridiculous is how, how serious the situation is around them and how impaired they are dealing with it and how much more magnified it is and how believable it is for them. Like, they believe this could be happening, but it actually really is happening. Like, there's there's so much going on there that makes me look at that movie and say wow like I I can imagine me responding the same exact way if I was in that position you know because it seems believable but it's not that it would happen that way and it did it, it's just, like all of it is ridiculous that movie is absolutely ridiculous i don't know what else to say about it and, and it's you know it's it's an apatow movie and it's just it is what it is so this movie for 96? Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the best you're going to get out of me. The Big Lebowski. For 98? Yeah, it was okay. That makes sense. <laughs> I didn't quite
2: go over the moon for that movie either.
0: Oh, that's so. going be
2: a fun conversation. Hmm. How... The whole movie is because someone someone stole his rug. No, 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 <laughs> no. A rug. Chinaman. They peed, <laughs> on <his laughs> rugs. Peed, peed on his rug. Peed on his rug. That movie is fantastic. Come on.
0: The last thing that I'll the last thing that I'll I'll bring up for this talk is the ending. Obviously, why did Strohmer kill the woman? Why did he take the axe to Bushemi? Uh, because he's a psycho. Is that the only? He's reason? an
3: absolute psychopath, and he okay. was the entire time. Okay.
1: Okay. Kill. Kill.
3: That's why. Kill the woman. Yeah. Uh,
0: he killed everybody. Yeah, the wife is dead. He killed everybody but the cop. Yeah, the wife is dead. The- why wouldn't he That's kill her? With- why wouldn't he kill? That's oh, yeah. McDormand in this movie. Why wouldn't he kill her? Uh, he he didn't know she. He didn't know she had had a was gun. coming, and then he, she got behind with a gun. Sure.
2: But yeah, so he that, threw so, a log at her so, that he was using to
3: push. The, <laughs> so you,
2: so so when he said, so when he tells her that when he tells Bouchet that she that she just fell over. You think well, yeah? You think he's lying that she's dead? No, um, no? He didn't say she fell
3: over. He said she was she was like whining too much yeah, or something along. those lines. She got
0: lines. loud. Something so along those out. lines, like he was. So she he was took ma- her out. Yeah, he took her out. But why? Like, is that really the only reason? Is he, is it just because he it just he, that he was he's at his psychopath? end?
3: He's a psychopath. He was at his end. Yeah. And then Steve Buscemi just kept on ripping on him the entire time. So he's like, I'm done with you two. I want all the money. Get out of here. 80 80 grand, he's, and while he's while he's sitting 80 there. 80 grand? No, it was a million dollars. It was
2: 80 grand.
3: Well, that he found. Yeah, because Buscemi uh, buried the rest. Yeah. He
2: didn't know he had it. Right. And all he knows is it's 80 grand. 80 grand. grand
3: exactly. Yeah. I, don't I know. think that's the most ridiculous part of this movie is William H Macy was putting the whole thing up there for a million dollars, and they thought it was only eighty, and they were getting forty of it. That's the that's the most interesting thing in this movie. Is is the difference in who thought the you know what the money was well, and all that stuff. Well, it brings me back to
2: Have you seen Paycheck with Mel Gibson? Hold on, back up.
3: I mean, payback. Yeah, Paycheck was definitely Ben Affleck. Back up, payback with Mel Gibson.
0: Steve Buscemi makes a phone call to William H. Macy in this movie going there are people He says he wants Brandard, the full 80. And no, he says he wants more. He said he wanted more.
3: No, he said he, yeah, he said he wanted more. He didn't say, he was saying more than 40, absolutely.
2: Yeah, he wanted the full 80. He, a million wanted, the, from he
0: wanted 80.
3: Hmm? That's the
2: thing is William yeah. H. Macy was going to was gonna william Ma- Oh, William
0: rest. H. Macy, told, you're right. William H. Macy told Daddy yes. Warbucks, hey, it's a million, but stole Buscemi. That yeah. it was eight. Okay. Huh? Yes. And he got the so whole he was thing. Technically, po- mm-hmm. he got none of it. Well,
3: yeah, William H Macy got none of yeah. it. William H Macy's going <laughs> to prison. <laughs> uh, n- nobody got any of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's buried. No, no, well, no, no, no. Eighty thousand probably went back to the police somehow and whatever. But yeah, maybe yeah. It went back to the son. The son got eighty eighty thousand dollars.
1: But
2: it, bring, it reminds me of payback when Mel Gibson goes after that, which is also a '90s film, where he he goes back and he he raises you know all kinds of craziness. Because somebody owes him fifty grand, you know. These movies are like, you know, such little amounts of money. You know. Oh,
3: I mean, nowadays, yeah. I mean,
2: even then, that was the whole point of the movie. Well, yeah. It's Like, why would you do this for fifty grand?
3: You know. I mean, this movie's almost thirty years old. Uh mm-hmm. huh.
2: Right, but I did. I looked it up. Seven million dollars then is equivalent to almost twelve to thirteen million dollars today. mm mm-hmm. So it's a fifty percent. Fifty percent increase, right? Um, and ima- imagine anybody making a movie today for less than twenty grand for for sorry twenty million. Yeah, less than this, me- this movie today. That movie today would have cost them thirteen million dollars to 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 produce. Right. That mm-hmm. was the budget. If you
3: if you with inflation, you
2: could do There's it. Not, if a, you there, really
0: like. Stretched
3: it, you could do it, could you if you think- if you think about it if you Make, don't rely making a movie special effects yes the cost the cost of making a movie is not as simple as just like renting this and renting that it's all about paying the crew, yeah that's that's where that's where the most the majority of the money really goes, but if paying the friend, crew for their parts, whether, it's, friends, whether it's whether it's c g or this or that or whatever
0: if a group of friends got together, filmed the movie with each other, nobody's getting paid. Yep. Go home. Throw it in Adobe. It's doable. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's absolutely. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. No. There was. A, we well, could
3: make this this quality movie if we just used our own actors. Yes. And and people we know to do our own editing. Yes. And we can do it for a couple thousand dollars.
0: Yes. Right. Lee really. could make up. Right. Lee could. Lee could. You could. Lee. You could make up like fifteen different prosthetics for all of us to put on. We would look c- completely different in every scene. It's not it, it, I don't think it's that difficult. There was a movie a not few years there was a movie a few years ago that won a couple of independent film awards because, and it was filmed on an iPhone. Yep. Oh no, absolutely. So it's not You can do a lot of really good yeah, cinema you can stuff do, with um, iPhone of cameras today. Of course you can. Today. Of course you can. But my whole thing my whole thing at the end of this movie about Stromer and why he finally decided to snap, I just think it's really weird because the scene right before he attacks Buscemi with the axe, he's enamored with a soap opera. Yep, mm. and I'll it's like, and it's like, you have to admit and you have to accept that I'm pregnant with your baby, and he's just like sucked in <laughs> to, <laughs> to the the typical soap opera pregnancy reveal, and it's like, okay, yeah. and all, and he just goes from zero to a hundred. With the, I don't, I still, it's one of the weirdest. It's because
3: he's psychotic. He's 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 literally an insane person. That's the that's the entire. Po- there's there's no motivation besides he's insane, and whatever motivates him is something we can't understand because we're okay. Not so at his level of okay, so
0: because you've only seen it once and you fell asleep, I won't ask you, Chuck. In a few weeks, we're gonna be talking about Anton. Is he insane? He had a code. He had a coin. Is was is, is that in, is that equally as insane as this? I think Anton is more insane than this. Oh, definitely. I think Anton Sugar is absolutely more insane than this character. I don't disagree with Lee at all, but I'm just saying, like, it's just weird for him to be sitting there eating breakfast. Oh my God, she's pregnant! To I'm grabbing an axe and I am chopping you, and then I'm going to throw you into a wood chipper.
2: Right. A hundred percent. And then why? If he, it's just Anton. No... It's just Anton in in. No Country for Old Men. know when you're watching that movie, the way he uses guns in that movie is
0: like... It's not a gun. Stop. <laughs> what are you talking about? He does not have... That's not a gun. That's not a gun. That is an air
3: compressor, sir.
0: Thank you're you. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Thank They're you. I was to right. say, that was an air
3: compressor. Even I'm I know glad that. you and remember I, that. Even I'm so it. glad you remember that. Okay. <laughs> the way he does it, though, I just is, remember something about a doorknob. Is
2: and... <laughs> is masterful. Yes. It's masterful. Yes. Yeah, the whole, I, I mean, the way he acts in that movie. I'll say this, Tommy Lee. Before we even get into it, Tommy Lee Jones is a fantastic. For me, to me, he's a fantastic actor.
0: I, I like think that's Tommy his Lee best Jones. film. I I think No Country for Old Men is his best movie.
2: Tommy Lee Jones' best movie? Yeah. Hands okay. down. I liked him in U.S. Marshall and Fugitive. That's his kind of role. That, like, Volcano. You know, when he's, like, the cop, you know, he does a good job as, a as like,
0: the cop.
3: I don't know. I think his best role was uh, Two-Face. No. He clearly was, was loving every moment of being on that set
0: that I believe um, <laughs> I believe he had a blast doing that
3: I believe he oh, did uh, not he hated every second of it because it was you're just lying him and Jim it was it was him and Jim Carrey trying to outdo each other and he came up to Jim Carrey and said like he's like I hate every I, I hate you with every ounce of my being Oh, dude! It was like it was like really bad. Really? Like Jim? Car- J- yeah, Jim Carrey did like an, an interview when he said that. At one point, he's like, "Tommy Lee Jones like came up to me and just like, I came up to him. I was being really nice. Hey, man, it's so good working with you." And he's just like, "I I despise everything about you." <laughs> it was like, whoa, um, that's <laughs> rough. Oh, dude, that's he was rough. harsh. He was harsh. I believe. Okay. I will, but to
2: my point, Anton in No Country for Old Men his acting chops in that film stand up to that of Tommy Lee Jones in that film. Because he fits the part so well. I don't
0: know. I have a, I have a soft spot for, uh, the grizzled veteran who's had enough. Mm. I have a soft spot for that kind of character. And I, and I said it before, like, um, like Morgan Freeman in seven. I think that's his best film.
3: Yeah, so he really likes him when, when he's, like, retiring in Man Black. No,
0: I didn't. <laughs> that was stupid.
3: They're beautiful, aren't they? The stars. What? The stars. The stars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, let <laughs> me just regurgitate this line that somebody told me yesterday. Two, day, <laughs> two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad for your first day, huh? <laughs> okay. Anyway.
2: Tommy Lee Jones, I... I can't wait to do that movie because he is, to me, he is an A-list actor. Oh, yeah. He is a, fan, he's a fantastic actor. 100%. Fantastic
0: actor. 100%. Um, I just, I just real quick, because we're going to wrap up, the last thing that I'll bring up is obviously, you know, William H. Macy is found and he's arrested in spectacular fashion trying to crawl out mm-hmm. of a window and crying when he's put in handcuffs. Crying. Just, a, hotel, just, a hotel window. It's, it's, it's brilliant. It's fantastic. It's the best thing that he does in the movie. And in the end, the end, you know, after she, you know, Francis goes home to her husband and they have a conversation about a picture of a fish that he took that's going to end up on a three cent (laughs) stamp. Yes. (laughs) You just watched a man get thrown into a wood chipper, miss. And you're the next thing is for you to have a conversation about a stamp with your husband. What? One of these characters. My God. If you saw
2: that. Right, because if you saw that in real life, that would mess you up. For you're a traumatized.
0: Long time. You're going. You are therapy. done. You're taking a yes. little of absence. <laughs> you're 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 done for a little while. You never want to see right. anything like that again. You're considering some no. things in your life now. Nope. Mm-hmm. She like like the both of you said. She goes home and work is work and home is home. And now it's time to talk about the fish on the three cent stamp. Yep. What? I love it. I love it. What? I love this. I love that so much. I don't know why I love it, but I do. But that, I I, I mean, I guess that's the point. She's so aloof yes. that it doesn't bother her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I this yep. movie is, I, I, I enjoy this film. This movie is <laughs> top tier. For me, this movie is top tier. I love this movie. For the genre that it's in, yes. Yeah. Yeah, for the genre yeah, for that, that it's satire in because film it's movie, so yes. it's so different. There will never I don't 100%. think there will never be another cop-esque drama comedy whatever thing like this. You're never going to be able to replicate this. I just I don't yeah. And that's it. It's great. That's it. It's, it's fantastic. Fun. That's all she
2: wrote. It's all she and wrote. And that's
0: all she wrote. And that's it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, we're going to get going, all right? All right. We're going to get yeah. going. All right. Yeah. All right.
0: Oh, I'll yeah. Catch you next
3: time there. I'll catch you yeah. next time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <And> bye-bye now.
3: <laughs> the little guy wasn't Bye circumcised.
0: Every- bye-bye now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bye, everyone. <laughs>